Good morning, beloved brethren. It's an honor for me to be here this morning. I don't know about you, but I have enjoyed this time here. And the, the spirit that is here, the music, and to see all of you. What a great group of young people here. And it uh, uh, encourages my heart. And it encourages me to keep going forward in the work of God. And I just uh, am thankful for the opportunity that God has given us, given me. And the, the trust of the pastor and the college to invite uh, me, it's an honor for me. If we could all stand together and open our Bibles this morning, please. To the book of Matthew, chapter 9. We're going to read verses 31 through 38. Matthew 9, 31 through 38. Sí, claro. Matthew 9, 31. And why don't we read it all together, please? Matthew 9, 31 through 38. But, uh, 35. 35, me. Uh, Matthew 9, 31 through 35. But, 35, 38. Okay, 35 through 38. <laughs> Muy bien. Ya llegamos. Okay, Matthew 9, 35 through 38, all together. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Let's pray, brethren. Dear God, this morning, we are looking to you. We are very thankful for everything that you have uh, given us. And what you have done for us. This morning we ask you that you would speak to us, that you would use this uh, uh, time. Speak to us, please. Bless your people. And we ask this in the name of Christ. Amen. You may be seated. I've meditated a lot on the theme for this morning. I have certain messages. But the Lord spoke to me from this passage. And I believe that the majority of those who are here and we want to see more people come to the feet of Christ from different places, different ministries. But the focus is more people to know the Lord. 
And it's something to me, it's a great passion. And I just want to share with you a little bit of my heart this morning. Something that uh, we've learned from a lot of men. But it's something that we want to see to be real in our lives this morning. Just something that uh, we've seen on the mission field. The people want to see. They want to see something about Christ. They want to see Christ appear. There are many churches. A lot of religious groups. Yeah, some people sometimes preaching on television. Sometimes suddenly they have some kind of a program. Uh, but people ask questions. Where are you going? Where am I going? And where is it? Uh, what is the correct place? And I don't have all of the answers. But I just want to say this to you. That people want to know. Christians who look like Christ. And that's everything. People who look like the Lord. So we can see certain characteristics here in this passage. Four very simple things. That will help us. To be able to reach others. And to be able to help others. And also to uh, be able to praise the Lord? Yes. Okay, praise the Lord. Number one. Number one. A heart for God. And for people. And why did people follow the teacher? Oh, he, he, he multiplied the bread for them. He healed sicknesses. And he gave sight to the blind. Yeah, and a lot of people, they, they wanted to see a miracle. But I believe that many people followed him because he was a real man. He, uh, the Bible says he spoke as one having authority. Not like the Pharisees. Yeah, just an appearance. Yeah, just... Uh, 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 messing up their faces and sounding a trumpet every time they gave their offering so that the people would be able to see them and the people would uh, uh, say to them wow how spiritual no sadly and now we see today the same thing and appearance. And what is going to make the difference? In our life. In our ministry. A heart for God. And a heart for people. And it's not just an appearance. People can see that. Yeah, people want to follow somebody like that. 
a heart for others. Something that God has allowed us to learn. El es gente. Ministry is people. El es gente. P ministry is people. Y la gente tiene And people have problems. <laughs> Un día yo decía esto. And uh, one, one day uh, this happened. El, el es the ministry is precious. Si no fuera por la gente. If it were not for the people. <laughs> a heart for people will make the difference. So now we're there in Ecuador. And we have so many precious brethren. And I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I'm a great preacher. I'm just learning. I don't have much experience. But people know that their pastor loves them. And he wants to help them. And, and my family. And my people. And I am there. In whatever time. The telephone rings. And I'm going to go. And, and I love them. And neighbors. They knock on my door. Without even knowing them. Oh, you're the pastor. Yes. And how can I help you? I have a problem. Can you help us? And yes, uh, God, God has put us there to be a blessing and to know Christ and my heart is open for others. Christ laid out the path a heart for others. Christ, the friend of publicans and sinners. ¿Qué? What? That's what the Bible says? Vas a ir con saqueo. What? He's going to... Saqueo. Um, La casa de saqueo. Oh, Zacchaeus. Yeah, the house of Zacchaeus. La gente the people were complaining. No sabes dónde te vas a meter. They didn't know what he was uh, trying to es do. Un He's a bad man. But the Son of Man came to seek and to save what had been lost. A heart for God and for others. Number two. Verse 36. And when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. The word compassion, it's an interesting word. What does it mean? Anyone know? Compassion. Okay. He says he'll give you $100 if you know. <laughs> One dollar, one dollar, anyone. Compassion. An example. Okay. Es tu pena en mi corazón. Tu pena en mi corazón. Es compasión. 
He said, yeah, that's good. I'll write that down. That's good. An example? Okay, the, your neighbor's house is burning. And so I, I, I look out through the window, and I say, ah, poor thing. <laughs> but I don't do anything. That is sad. What? Shame? Shame. That's a shame. A shame. Yeah, and the work of God is not going to happen through shame. So, what? Okay. Pity. 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 We're good. The work of God is not going to happen just through pity. The word compassion. I look through the window. And I see their house is burning. And I move myself. Quickly. Yeah, and I get water. And I get the kids. And let's go. Let's go, dear. Let's take action. And somebody defined the word compassion. Love in action. Love in action. If we love God, if we say that we love others, Oh, I love my God. I love the work. But I look through the window and I don't do anything. I'm not going to go that far. Just looking through the window without doing anything. And God, uh, God says to us, what? God challenges us to see these people and see the multitudes scattered abroad uh, and uh, fainting and without a shepherd. One a commentary about this passage. The uh, uh, sheep were being sheared. Is that right? Were abused. No sé lo que es. Yeah, okay, they were being sheared. Yeah, and that's just for uh, profit. And they're just gathering up the sheep. And they don't really, the sheep don't really matter. What really matters is profiting from the sheep. And that's what we see sometimes in the world. People abused, mistreated, people with difficulties, and people are searching for a good shepherd. And we know that the good shepherd is the Lord. Somebody needs to do something. Be conscious of the sad reality. There's a lack of churches. There's a lack of missionaries. There's a lack of programs to reach others. Young people. Young ladies. People on drugs. People in the, kids in the street. 
but we need to um, wake up. We need to wake up. Somebody needs to wake up. Who's going to do this? If we don't have much respect, and uh, it impresses me much uh, what I see in this nation, always talking about the United States, the history of the past. Yeah, in the past times. Wow, there were great preachers. Great ministries. Great evangelists. Oh, missionaries. Missionaries that left everything. And that's talking about the past. And I just want to ask this morning. So where are the future missionaries and pastors who will impact this country? Where are they? Oh, they're in the past. No, right now there is sufficient material. Yes, we're writing a new history. Men of God and women of God so that they can impact their own precious country. And not only this country, the whole world. But somebody has to wake up and to uh, uh, make a new beginning and to please God and to seek and to be that man. And I want to be that family. And the, the uh, uh, history that's going to be left behind. Great marvels of God. Where are those men? Yeah, pastor, that was uh, so many years ago. Yeah, but God wants to use you right now. With you. And you. The, the song that they sang, what a great song. Fill my being. For what? So I can be a blessing. A new generation of men of God. Just a good shepherd is lacking. Now, I'm not that good shepherd, but I can bring you to that good shepherd. And that is what is lacking. Number three. Number three. Number three. Verse 37, Thus saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And when one looks at the statistics, with sadness we see day after day, there are more churches closing down than those who are growing up. And that's the truth. And so there's more missionaries coming back than the new ones who are going to the field. The harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. 
And what does this world need? What do we need? More technology. Uh, just a better economy. We need a better educational system. No, man, the world needs a man of God that will go to the mission field, that will not uh, come back. Churches that are opening. More, more tracts to distribute. More Bibles to hand out. More people uh, than uh, ever before. Continuing to send laborers to the field. Uh, one day somebody asked us this question, wrote us this Why is there more than half of the world who has never heard of Jesus? Why? Is it because God, now he can't do anything? The Lord's finances, they, they just run out. Now he doesn't have any power. Now the gospel doesn't save souls. No, God can still do it. Yes, God is on his throne. And he keeps on doing miracles. There, uh, 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 the sad number about many people who have not heard about Jesus it's because of Christians who uh, know about the mission field but they say, no. I'm good here. I have a good job. I have my family. Somebody else can go. Yeah, that happened a lot in the past. No. No, still today. The harvest is plenteous. The laborers are few. When I was a child, the majority of the missionaries who came through my church they were more than uh, uh, 70 years old, 60, 60 years old, the majority of them, tired, and they were always looking for somebody new, children, or young people, come to the mission field, yeah, and we can uh, help you with your trip, come, no, no, I have other plans. Somebody asked me, why don't you put God in your plans and let God lay out your story? I had dreams. I was a man of business, businessman. And I was uh, studying business administration. Y el Señor me llamó. And, the, and the Lord called me. Y yo tuve que dejar todo eso. And I had to leave all that behind. Y la gente me and people asked me, ¿De qué vas a vivir? how are you going to live? ¿Te vas a morir de You're going to die of hunger. Y he dicho esto veces. And they said this to me a lot of times. Yo no creo que un se muera de I don't think a preacher is going to die of hunger. Que se muera de It's better to die of cholesterol. But not of hunger. 
Because God supplies. And God takes care of us. And God blesses us. And uh, people kept on talking to me. Inviting people. And let's, let's keep inviting people to the field. Let's do the work of God. The harvest is plenteous. The laborers are few. Now who is going to pray this, this morning? I, I want to pray this morning. Oh, um, encourage you this morning. And just to think for a minute. When I finish my studies, when you uh, begin your career, what are you going to do? Think about it. What kind of ministry would you like to have? There's many fields, many places that are looking for a good shepherd. They're looking for a man of God. Number four, and we'll finish. Look at verse 38, look at the answer. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. We know that it's the, uh, the uh, work of God and that God calls and God sends and God provides and God does miracles. But he's looking for somebody who is available. And that's the... Um, uh, God takes care of the rest. In Mexico, there's a phrase. The one who invites pays for it. And the Lord invites and he pays. And God uh, will pay. The Lord will pay. And that's his work. There's something in this verse, 38, that I just want to leave you with this morning. The word to pray. <clears throat> pray. In Spanish, it, the, the word is rogad. Like beg or plead. To beg. So I have three children. One child, with, one girl with the Lord. And my three children? They're very special. In, oh, they're specialists. They're specialists in pleading. If they see something that they like, they, they, they don't say, oh, daddy, could you buy that for me? No, they fall down on the ground. Oh, and they're pulling on my pant leg. Oh, please, oh, oh, please. Oh, please, I'm going to die if you don't buy it. Uh, children know how to beg and plead. So where are the Christians that beg? Oh, 
Lord, speak to me. Uh, change me. Transform me. Transform me. Help me. Call me. Bring me to the field. <laughs> Some right now are begging to finish up college. Oh, Lord, pay my bills. Lord, change me. Oh, Lord, bless your church. Bless my uh, uh, companions. Oh, Lord, open the heavens and send laborers and save souls and change my city and bless my country. And where are the men who beg God? Much of the story of the church and of Christianity is written literally by men who lived on their knees to uh, draw nigh to be at the, the, the feet uh, oh, to stand up in life but first of all we have to be on our knees and where are those men that will beg the Lord to send laborers. Oh, pastor, that's why I'm here, to serve God. Well, thanks, thank the Lord. What a blessing. But I believe that still you can do more. Plead. Oh, Lord, bless my country. Oh, bless our president. Our governors. The, the uh, society. So many complicated situations. If a Christian would learn to plead. I have, uh, I've, I've been eight years on the mission field. But I have 15 years serving the Lord. In those 15 years, I've seen over and over again the hand of God praying. Lord, help us. We don't have anything. Uh, we aren't anything. There's so much to do. And the Lord is pleased when we plead with Him. Where are those Christians that are going to begin to plead with God? Use me. Use me. That my life just doesn't pass by useless. That others who can be, will be blessed will be helped by our life and our ministry. And I want to invite you to close your eyes. Let's pray. I just want to... Uh